So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan all while having fun and making it a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Plant-Based Fitness Secrets Podcast. The podcast, the show for you if you're trying to lose fat, gain muscle, transform your health, eating a more plant-based diet, improving your health, improving your fitness, only eating plants. And on the show, we break down the science, we break down the, the myths, and we break down what really actually works and matters in the real world if you're trying to see results on a plant-based diet. And um, we've had this guest on the, on the show a few times now. Uh, Chiara, our head coach in our academy coaching program, um, is back with us today um how's your how's your day been so far thank you really really good thank you how was yours really good really good i am um, i'm having some new realizations in terms of yeah what type of people we want to help and what type of people really are our yeah main audience that we want to deliver value to i think as a creator as a podcaster and Instagram or whatever you want to call it, uh, just content creator. Um, over the past years, I've created a lot of content lately, had a moment where I realized that um, it makes more sense and it's more fun to speak to one specific person rather than speaking to everybody. I mean, we already pretty much niched on, on plant-based nutrition, um, but really focusing on even more in-depth uh, insights and knowledge to really blow everyone out of the water. And um, I already know and think that we are like the most in-depth plant-based podcasts out there um, when it comes to transforming your fitness and your health and your body on plant-based diet. But um, I'm so excited to dive even, even deeper. That's also why you, you're you so, um, yeah, very welcome on the on the episode, on the podcast, because you just bring a very good and different, um, yeah, viewpoint on a lot of different matters, which um, which is the case because you work with the people, right? You, you just had um, yeah, a lot of coaching calls yesterday um, and you work exactly with people who are struggling right now and who um, who want to achieve their goals but have some obstacles. Um, maybe just as a like a start a question yesterday on these coaching calls. Maybe what was like one theme that you saw about coming up, and um, what uh, yeah, how do you approach that? What's currently like on people's mind? Mm. So yes, first of all, I wanted to make a comment on your on your you know the, the people we are helping. I remember when I started where just being vegan was enough, right? That was already the niche market, and it's really amazing to see like in the last twelve years how much that it developed. And I'm really happy that now vegans are also you know being aware of you know weightlifting and actually being in good shape. Uh, you know, from the muscle standpoint and the bone density standpoint, because I have met some of my old friends here that are vegan and yeah, that they're conscious uh, about being lean and fit is not for everyone. So right now it is quite a important topic because there's so much vegan junk food that uh, being vegan doesn't mean being lean anymore. 
And uh, so definitely there is another, uh, you know, important niche market to, to talk, to talk to here because, uh, vegan is not enough anymore. There's just too much junk around. Um, so I'm happy that we are focusing more on, on, uh, you know, getting muscle on a plant-based diet and, and focusing on protein, even though everybody says that's enough protein in vegan foods, but actually we do need to look for it a little bit more. And uh, right now, the topic obviously is the summertime. So mm. everybody wants to have the summer body and especially the flat stomach. So that's the topic that is coming out um, and uh, that I'm working the most with, uh, trying to you know make understand everybody that there's a timing for that and there are ways in which we can speed up you know the the stomach to be a bit more flat so by you know supporting digestion by eating better uh, eating slower eating the right things and uh, yeah really not um, making all our gains be wasted just because we have a bloated stomach so we have amazing mm. legs and booty and arms and shoulders and then we have this pouch just because we feel so bloated so definitely this is a topic that's coming out a lot holidays are coming up bikinis are coming out uh, so this is what i'm <laughs> focusing on at the moment wow i love that that's such a that's such a good perspective i never thought about that but it makes so much sense like you're putting in all this work eating in a deficit moving your body and like having like leaner look overall and then you might achieve that but then you struggle with bloating and digestive issues and that makes you look like you're not in shape, you're not fit. And it also makes you very self-conscious, right? It makes you uh, feel uncomfortable about going to the beach. Maybe you've booked this beautiful beach um, like location for holiday, right? With family um, or with your partner. And then now you, and you have put in the work, but now like you're still feeling bloated, digestion is still an issue and water retention, which is obviously very unfortunate because of all the work you've put in. And I think, um, that's what we walk into a lot with um, people who come to us for help and bloating is still um, and digestive issues are still one of the main reasons that people reach out for help um, for us as well because it is just very uncomfortable and there's a lot of remedies online there's a lot of knowledge um, if you google bloating <laughs> right now it's probably like <laughs> millions of, of resources and articles and it always comes up but for some reason it never really works right nothing nothing seems to help. So I love that you bring this up and especially like you said, approaching summer now, we are, we are in, in May now, um, uh, coming into May and then June, July, summer is around the corner. So um, what we want to do with this podcast is always give the people uh, what's most important now and um, I love that you bring it up. So if you look at now, like maybe from the start, when it comes to that, like where, like how does it come up in the first place? Like why? Do many people, and especially also women, struggle with bloating or digestive issues? Um, how does it come up usually? Um, we have to make a, a separation here, obviously, between meat eaters and vegans. So I would say vegans has a, have an obstacle more because all our protein sources already have fiber. So we have this extra amount of fiber that we ingest with tofu and tempeh, TVP and, uh, you know, uh, Satan. And this is something that uh, uh, meat eater doesn't suffer from. So chicken, fish and meat that don't have fiber. So there's already this big difference. So for somebody who's 
transitioning to this diet and are you know aware even of the macros or they're already going to the gym all of a sudden they have all this extra fiber and the bloating occurs and this is usually the first problem that we see in the in the program so somebody that already knows how to eat um enough protein but now is trying to do it in the healthy way for long term and longevity and avoiding chronic disease in the future so this is something that i see um a lot often uh, and then um for the women uh, women love salads we are just kind of educated that that's the only healthy meal that we can eat uh so we have this huge huge plates of of salads and lettuces and broccoli and, and more vegetables so at one point it's just going to become too much and um i know there are great fillers uh vegetables and, and food they're great fillers to make us feel full but then eventually is going to create this discomfort in the stomach and even though you feel a bit full you don't feel light and uh, that's not the feeling that we want so i would say mm. on the basic without for somebody who doesn't have other issues these are the main two things that i see yes yes that's amazing the fiber definitely a huge point we talk about this a lot and the plant-based diet if done the right way is definitely very good for your digestion that's why we believe in it so much that's also why i believe that eating a plant-based diet is easier for weight loss and for fat loss as it's satisfies longer and it really feeds your gut flora uh, which at that point if your digestion is on point and you'll be able to use the nutrients that you that you eat actually properly like so it's interesting like you don't when we eat certain foods like we think that just 100 of the nutrients arrive in our body um, but if our gut is not healthy if in general we don't have um yeah good absorption of nutrients through the foods we eat through the supplements we take and through the digestion we have then these nutrients don't even arrive in our body and then we might be eating the salads but then it's just causing discomfort instead of giving us energy and giving us um giving us the the benefits that we should be getting from it so very very good point the fiber for sure the salads yeah like it's not their fault right like they they do all the right things like they have good intentions eating the salads eating the veggies um which is great but it's just not um yeah in the right amounts or yeah the right distribution for them so uh, that's definitely a big big problem and especially if you're trying to yeah feel confident in your own skin feel comfortable like being able to wear the clothes right and if you're bloated you can't wear tight clothes you have to wear clothes that yeah maybe mask the bloating or make you feel more comfortable it can't be too tight right the, the pants the jeans like especially if you try to feel comfortable in your own skin and in your in your clothing and getting rid of that those issues digestive issues super, super important um, exactly most of the events are in the evening right when we want to look good and we want to go out and then you have the whole day of food leading up to that and that's the worst time really look lean in a in a dress so um yeah watching the content of fiber um throughout the days is it's quite important and also what i see is that it has to be kind of like a continuous reminder because um, even when we have the clients we adjust their fiber intake with the amazing meal plants that we make sometimes they forget that we have made it you know, we low fiber, not low fiber, but the right amount of fiber on purpose. And then step by step, I can see it, you know, I can see the tons of veggies creeping in back in their tracking. 
Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm bloated again. It's like, okay, but let's look at your diary. It's like, okay, fiber is 45 grams, 50 grams is too much for, you know, your calories right now. And um, it's it's a good thing because they, they, they can be, remember how they felt in the past. And they're like, oh, actually it doesn't take that much to feel um, uh, lean and not feel bloated, but I just need to remember to do that. Mm, yes. Very good point. So if you listen to this right now, then the best way to find out how you're doing is to track your food and track your fiber and see where you land and optimizing optimizing that. That's that's for sure. So um, while in fact, when you come out, you come to the podcast here and you're maybe not fully plant-based, like you're dabbling in it, you want to maybe like make the switch, but you're not really sure like if you should do it, for sure make the switch, like for sure eat more plant-based. As we just said, it's very beneficial for your digestion for your uh, for your weight loss for your health uh, but make sure to keep the keep the fiber in check so um maybe can you can you maybe break down like what are the foods to eat and the foods to avoid when it comes to yeah bloating and digestive issues i know that it's not always black and white right um but maybe what type of foods would you more recommend to keep that in check and which ones maybe to be more careful uh, of or like just use in certain amounts yeah i think i think fruits and vegetables always need to have a little place in our nutrition they are the healthiest food on, on earth especially when they're fresh so i like I, I i call them fillers they fill up the meal with low calories and high volume uh, a lot of water right so that's always very good but then and the mistakes that i see the most uh, most often is like whenever we're using a grain or whenever we're using something else, then try to always have the whole version of it. So whole, gra whole grain rice, whole grain uh, pasta, and then just that is too much for a vegan, in my opinion. The, the regular meat eaten can get away with it, but for the, meat, uh, for the vegan who's actually eating 150 grams or 200 grams of tofu, just to meet their protein needs, then also having that much fiber from the rice, from the pasta or from the bread uh, is just too much. And for the first time, you know, you don't have to buy the more expensive version of things. You can keep the simple version of it, which, you know, I, I remember when I was eating everything whole and I would look somebody eating white rice and I would be like, oh my God, this person is crazy. He's <laughs> going to die, you know, from white rice. And now it's the opposite. When I see a brown rice or red rice, uh, I'm like, please don't give it to me. I know already I'm going to feel super bloated. So this is the number one thing that I check uh, and then I recommend people. And also uh, something that I noticed more and more in the last, let's say 10 years, especially from social medias and the uh, how common it is to have a phone with reels or YouTube or messages. I see more and more people eating in front of a screen and, and mm. really being aware of what they're eating. And I remember when I was, Starting my journey, I was more aware of the, you know, the, um, the way of eating, how many times we should be chewing, and that's that's the first of the bloating issues that uh, I also see. Somebody who is a high professional, high achiever person, um, especially women when they want to multitask, right? They, they're trying to, oh yeah, I'll definitely watch this educational video while I eat my lunch and I write an email. So sometimes we take bites too big so our hands are free uh, but then we don't chew enough and that's another big issue that i see uh, in the program mm. or in general yes. with, with people eating out huge point huge point i think stress 
and eating in front of the screen, eating while you're on the go, eating between work meetings. Obviously, we don't we don't live in a vacuum where you can just do whatever you want. You have time commitments. You have things you have to do. Um, but I love the point that you say where you can just like try to consciously eat maybe one meal a day to get to start off like without any screen, without any distraction and just looking at the food and properly chewing your food because if you don't properly chew it like you just mentioned, it doesn't really, it's harder to digest and that will lead to bloating, that will lead to, to all kinds of issues. Um, yeah, so the first enzyme for the breakdown of the food actually starts in the mouth. So if we don't chew properly, these first enzymes don't really touch the food. And and then it's like a scale of uh, negative issues that go down and trying to let all the stomach acid and the other enzyme in the stomach to do the work that should have been started in the mouth. So that's definitely something that people should be aware of. Wow, yes, I love that, that's for sure. And also, uh, just to add to your point earlier on with fruits and veggies and what kinds of foods to eat and which to avoid, um, totally true, definitely do not cut fruit and veggies, super important, and also they're easier to digest than, uh, let's say, beans or whole grains. So that's a really good point there. And just to add to the point with the chewing and with the being on the go and being stressed, I know a lot of uh, you like listen to the show, like you are, maybe even right now you're on the go to work, Right, you're working out early in the morning before um, family obligations or workout obligation, uh, work obligations. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, and you you're wondering like how can you mix like your lifestyle with eating healthy and with with being fit, and just a lot of mental stress as well, like worrying, hey, like what kind of food is right for me? What kind of food should I be eating? What shouldn't I be eating? And all the stress will also lead to. Um, probably digestive issues and bloating where it's really helpful to have a game plan in place, having a meal plan, <clears throat> having exact things to follow that you know work for your body, work for your hormones, uh, work for your cycle and work for your for your goals um, without having to avoid like, is this the right food in addition to all the other worries you have um, or just ending up eating like boring salads and kale and cardboard tasting meals that uh, are not exciting to eat. So. That's definitely definitely a big point too. It's definitely a woman's problem because we we you know whenever you Google a diet for yourself, it's, it's never enough calories, right? So when you don't have enough available calories, because whoever person in the internet or whoever app, like even my fitness pal, if you put if I put my my stats in my fitness pal today, they will recommend me a thousand two hundred calories, right? So how am I gonna eat thousand two hundred calories? and feels full and this is a big woman issue because we don't have the same amount of calories as a man so the only way to fit enough food in those calories see, to have is to have high fiber high volume foods and then you're hungry and you're like oh why don't i take extra fiber because i've heard if you take extra fiber like psyllium husk or fiber capsule i'm not gonna feel as hungry right so it is mm. a big woman issue i think because with a, i don't know if you ever tried to make a thousand two hundred you know, I have never. Me have for yourself. It's miserable. Like wow, it, it's it's really miserable. It's actually a great idea. Maybe I should do that for like a YouTube vlog, like full day of eating, twelve hundred calories. <laughs> you, yeah, you will not like it. It's miserable. It's there's no food. You have to fill it up with a lot of you know high water, high fiber foods, and that's that's one of the reasons why it is mostly 
it's more of a woman issue than it is a man issue, in my opinion. At least what I see with my clients. The rare case that I have this mostly with men is because they just like a lot of vegetables and they just like to eat a lot. So they add vegetables and they forget. But usually, you know, it is a dieting issue and women are more affected by the limitation of calories, so- which we which we don't do, right? We were like, eat your rice. You want bread? Eat your bread. Like, just yeah. make it fit to your macros, please. Eat real food and you don't have to pile up seven broccolis uh, in one meal just to, you know, make volume, make weight, but not calories. Mm. Wow, make weight, but not calories. So that, yeah, that's really a good point. Like, even even using, like, fiber supplements to, like, fill, fill the stomach more um, because you don't have many calories to eat. Like, this. Yeah, there's like an endless cycle um, where you just end up feeling low energy, bloated, and um, yeah, I love that you have realized by working with your own body, by studying it, but also working with all these clients that um, we talked about this in the last episode to not be afraid of calories, but actually uh, to eat a proper amount. But 1,200 calories, honestly, like I, I want to do it. I want to do like a YouTube video and just see what I would do um, I mean, obviously, I would feel terrible because I'm I'm male, two hundred pounds heavy, or whatever. But um, still, like, I just want to do it to see how it feels like. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously, that's not what anyone should do. If you if if you have a listener right now who's like, okay, gotcha, so fiber, keep that in check. These are the foods I need to look out for. These are the foods I need to avoid. Um, don't eat too little calories. Like, chew properly. Um, try to reduce your stress and have a plan in place. Are there any like home remedies or like things you like to do that are helpful um, to, yeah, overcome the issues? Absolutely. So we need to understand how the body works a little bit and how the stomach works for you know digestion, digestion and breakdown of of the um, of the food. So there are two other main points in digestion. One is stomach acid and one are enzymes. So starting with the stomach acid, we all are very much aware of high stomach acid. We have acid reflux. It means we are feeling uh, this burning sensation of the acid. The acid is so high that is refluxing back into the exophagus, which doesn't have the same lining as the stomach so we feel the burning sensation but also the opposite is true so we can also suffer from too little uh, stomach acid so sometimes the easiest mistake i see is that people maybe drink too much water before having a meal or drink water during a meal so maybe they don't have any issue with their stomach acid but because they have so much water they are actually watering down and don't allow it to do their job so uh, the first tip for me for imp- improving digestion would be don't drink with your meals or too close to the meals, but actually sp- spread it out. This is not as much common in the Western world, but if you come to Asia, you will see it. it's very, very rare that they will serve you, you know, big amounts of, of water during your meals. It, it's always something after, right? Because we don't mm. want to water it down. Um, something that I'm also I experienced for myself. I also I am also helping right now uh, a lot of clients. And actually, I had the best feedback ever this week with a client with uh, from Dusseldorf uh, like me. 
French woman who had been having issues of constipation and uh, gas and, and bad digestion for such a long time. We did a very simple stomach acid test, which I learned in my functional medicine university, which is to take a quarter of a teaspoon of baking soda and drink it uh, with water first thing in the morning which we are trying mm. to emulate the same reaction that baking soda will have in acids or in vinegar, for example. So vinegar is very acidic. And so we are calculating the time that uh, a reaction happens and the reaction is a burp, right? Mm. So if the uh, burp uh, is within the three minutes, um, it's a good reaction. One minute being the best, right? Below one minute being the best. And the more the the longer the time is taking the the less stomach acid we have so it has to be done first thing in the morning and this should be the first sip of water we have with one teaspoon of baking uh, soda and i have done this test with these clients of mine because digestion was really poor uh the weight wasn't moving even though she's lifting so so heavy and she's such a good client you know and like i'm uh, you know, I feel for her because she's doing everything that she needs to be doing, even 12k steps uh, a day. I sometimes I tell her, sir, please don't walk as much, you know, like you need to rest. And um, and then uh, we had uh, the first cycle of uh, fixing this with a supplement. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a two and a half weeks cycle in which we add every day one pill more of this supplement. And I had the feedback uh, yesterday, this week. She said, I have never felt better. I'm going to the toilet every day. I don't have this anymore. And it was amazing for me to help her with this because um, everybody else who tried to help her just tried to help the symptom. Mm. And the symptom is the bloatiness and IBS. And IBS is such a umbrella term it doesn't really tell her what she has her problem is low stomach acid and, and then she has IBS so we fix the stomach acid her digestion is fixed which is amazing and then we have other clients that uh, uh, which enzymes are not very strong so maybe with digestive enzymes especially getting a good brand that breaks down carbohydrates protein and fats on the label as i know some warrior has one um take this kind of enzyme just to uh, support the body to break down this um these um, foods that's the best way so uh a home remedy for both would be to take something that is fermented uh, like apple, uh, apple cider vinegar, that would be for the first part, if you have low stomach acid, uh, that will add a little bit more acidic, acidity in the stomach and help with digestion, but also is a fermented food, so it has enzymes as well. Uh, other foods like miso, kimchi and sauerkraut, these are all foods that we are, we know in every country all across the world we are very much aware that cabbage when it's fermented is super good for the stomach and it has a lot of enzymes so in case the digestion your digestion is a bit slow this is also something that is very inexpensive uh, to try to do at home yes wow this is very specific advice i love it chiara so if you listen to this right now and you're experiencing these issues then um i think the the biggest takeaway also is that know that you need to look at the root cause and not just the symptom and a lot of doctors unfortunately will not be able to yeah really figure it out with you or have the time 
or have the incentive, right? I mean, a lot of doctors just have the incentive to give you some medicine, prescribe some medicine, then you're good to go, right? And or they just prescribe you, just tell you, hey, you have this problem, and then you're labeled with that for life. So um, that's what we are able to do with with our coaching, working very closely with our people, just really digging in into the root cause problem, uh, testing different things that we've seen work and that we've like studied in school, and then solving the problem, which will change someone's life, right? And uh, I always love to hear the stories from you, Kara. In all our team meetings, you always share these things. Uh, sometimes I would love to just upload team meetings to <laughs> to the podcast um, with all the wins that we produce. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you listen to this right now, try this out and just know that it's possible to fix it and it's not that you are wrong or that you are unfixable or um, anything. Like you can definitely thrive and feel really good within your body. Just got to know how to work with it and not against it so exactly um, it's these are topics that are possible for me to have my clients with because we have regular contact i have history with them i know their history and i listen to them week after week i can really monitor which other doctor can do this you know it's it's just mm. it's, it's not something that the doctors don't want to do but it's a systematic problem of you know how doctors are paid and you know how many times they can see you so um, I, I'm lucky because my clients trust me and they, you know, they share with me the problems because sometimes it's embarrassing, right? <laughs> you know, it's not the, it's not the sexiest problem to have, uh, mm. indigestion. So I'm also very grateful for them to, um, to trust me with their, with their issues and to trust me to, to, uh, try and fix it because other people would be like, oh, that's that's how it is, right? Like mm -hmm. I've heard so many people in my life, oh, I have IBS. This infuriates me more than anything else when I hear this sentence. Like, mm -hmm. what is IBS? What does it even mean? Are you? Do you have bacteria? Do you have little bacteria? Are you like? Do you have a? Do you have a lazy stomach? Are you allergic to something? Or it's so it's so infuriating for me. And so. When I hear it from my clients, that's where I jump in and I'm like, okay, we're gonna fix this. And yes. it's actually quite, quite, it's actually quite common. The low stomach acid is actually more common than uh, than most people uh, may think. Love it. Yeah, I love how hands-on you are with your clients and um, making them feel better every day, every week. And I think this was a very helpful episode, just covering um, some basics on digestion and bloating and how to overcome it, where it comes from what foods to eat and how to go uh, about your life and how to work with your body and not against it. So if um, this was helpful, then let us know by rating reviewing the episode, uh, the show on iTunes, so we can keep delivering the value. And if you want to work with Chiara um, or with another coach of our team on this issue, on your digestion, on your bloating, or in general on your transformation, looking to lose fat, building muscle, and feel better in your body, feel more confident in your own skin and in clothes and be the role model for your family, be the role model for the people around you that you want to be, then you can just click the link in the description and you'll be able to book a consultation call um, with me or my team. The call is entirely for free. And on this call, we'll just see and analyze where you currently stand and where you want to go and see if we can help you. So, Kiara, thanks so much for hopping on and delivering the value. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for more. So thank you guys for listening. Let's keep getting those V-gains and save the planet. Peace out. 
Yes, yes, what did you think? What an amazing episode again. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.